Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, folks. Welcome to another great week of Domain Masters. I'm Monty Khan, your host. Uh, we have a great show lined up, uh, just like last week's show, where we had Perry Marshall on. I've got a lot of really good feedback from having Perry Marshall on last week. If anybody hasn't downloaded the archive for Perry Marshall's interview on Domain Masters, please go to webmasterradio.fm and get the latest uh, podcast. Uh, it's a very good, very good interview, and um, even um, uh, Sean... Uh, from Affiliate Summit uh, wrote up in his blog about it and found a couple good tips that uh, they're now using on the Affiliate Summit um, um, uh, blog as well. Tonight I have a very similar guest, um, David uh, Goldsmith, uh, someone I listened to speak at a conference uh, just this past week. Uh, he runs a company called Media or uh, Meta Matrix. Met, Meta, Meta Matrix uh, got a little tongue-tied. Uh, consulting group. Um, and uh, I'll go over his bio in just a second when we come back from commercial. And we'll also review the uh, successful domain auction at Internext last week. We sold uh, $704,000 worth of domain names in the live auction, and the silent auction is still going and ends tomorrow, starting at a staggered close at around 11 o'clock and running through about 6 o'clock in the evening. So uh, we're excited about that as well. Uh, everybody stays tuned for a couple minutes. We'll pay some bills, run some commercials, and be back on with uh, David Goldsmith. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? Clicksore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from Clicksore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on Clicksore.com today. That's ClickSOR.com. Your bottom line will thank you. Clicksore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. 
Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding, and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today. And discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. One traffic? For results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit SearchAdNetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. Has anyone seen Brian? He needs to do blog buzz. Oh my god! What did he say? His Excellency Rasko the Hutt is disappointed why you did not make him the host of Blob Buzz. But the name of the show is Blog Buzz. Oh! His Excellency will be leaving now. Blog Buzz on demand five times a week, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes, <laughs> master of my domain. Here's your host. Well, folks, welcome back to Domain Masters and another great week uh, with another great guest. Uh, my first guest and uh, only guest tonight is David Goldsmith, named as one of the successful Meeting Magazine's hottest speakers. David Goldsmith is one of the world's premier business forecasters and management strategists. As co-founder of MetaMatrix Consulting Group LLC and founder of nine separate businesses, David understands what it takes to bring bring transformation change to his clients by uncovering opportunities yet to be explored while addressing current business challenges in ways never taken. Currently, David teaches at New York University two courses, one called New Product and Service Development and an Executive Strategy Program on Enterprise Thinking. David's also won awards such as the CNY Entrepreneur of the Year and has appeared in publications from Financial Times to Japanese version of Entrepreneur Magazine. David, welcome to Domain Masters. Hello, Monty. Good to and be great, here. Great, great uh, talking to you again. Um, uh, as I mentioned uh, at the introduction of my show uh, before you got on, I heard you speak last week at a conference and uh, thought that you could add a lot of value to the listening audience, both for people just starting off in business and those that have mature businesses running on the web. And uh, although you're not uh, uh, what was considered uh, or what is considered a true domainer, your online and brick-and-mortar experience, I think, can add a lot of value tonight. So why don't you explain a little bit more about what you do every day? Uh, I'm a combination of a few things. Uh, I'm a consultant, so I'm dealing with companies and the CEOs and executive teams from uh, organizations such as Infosys and Wipro. I've worked with the CEOs of both of their companies 
to uh, Harley-Davidson. You go down the list of companies. So I do consulting work. I also speak at major conventions, for example, the one you were at, where I projected the future of an industry. I can forecast it. I'm not a futurist. I'm not opening up a a magic ball and then saying what's going to happen. I look at the future and make some predictions where they should be. I'm also a professor at NYU, and I write. So, so you're a multi-talented, multi-skilled, and obviously you get hired to speak uh, and to work with some of the um, world's leading um, thought leaders and industry leaders, in, in, um, you know, in not only in our community but brick and mortar. What do you um, concentrate on most when you're working with a company um, you know, particularly, are you brought in for multiple things or um, future strategy or current business strategies? What are some of the things you work on? Good question. It's a variety of reasons that I'm brought in because if you think about the role of a CEO, uh, the analogy is a CEO wears multiple hats during a day. If I was a sales expert and I came in and I just gave sales solutions, then the problem is, is what happens if their product sucks? And I'm just telling them that they need to improve their sales force and give them new skills without that complete diversity of deliverables, I'd never be able to help them. So to answer your question as to what do I do, when I'm brought into an organization, I I typically do a few things. One of them is I build new models, models on the way in which the future could be redefined. Because most people don't bring me in to just make small incremental steps. They want to make huge, significant changes in the way they're doing business to capture market share, to capture revenue, whatever their objectives may be. And I also take the tactical side on the strategic side, meaning uh, often I'll help them to build the strategy that gets them there. On the, the, the mental side, I can literally walk through an entire plan that we developed in a mental scale. And then uh, sometimes I work with the tactical people on implementation. Uh, not as much on that, because once the strategy is defined and if it's well and clearly outlined, most people can take it and go from there. So um, as I mentioned before, um you're, you're not a true domainer, but you do know a little bit about domains because obviously a lot of your clients um, have online businesses. What's your general impression of the domain industry? Well, I'm not a domainer, but I have about 70 domains. And a lot of them are just parked. But uh, my general feel for the industry is that there's plenty of opportunity for uh, tremendous growth given that you make the right decisions. And uh, here's a, a quick take on one of the thoughts that I had when you first asked me to speak on this, is that in this industry, buying domains, uh, you know, for, for $729 or $856, if you're buying them the way you should be, you can have, you could be in this business immediately, you can have a lot of domains, but those aren't the people I typically believe are making the money in the industry. I believe the people who make the money in the industry strategically figure out where they want to be, what names they're going to be using, and then can leverage those names because they have some type of asset, a cap, uh, you know, a physical product, uh, an, an intellectual product, uh, a, the knowledge of how to, how to move traffic between sites. They have something that they can deliver that the, uh, being in the naming business enables them to do. So it's much more than just you know, clicking on a site and say, I've bought a domain. So that's uh, that's a very good point. So um, so taking the domain names, putting them into real use, and and working through that. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there, and you, and you know this, that can go out and buy three, four, five hundred names, and if they're parking them all, that's one strategy. But you know, I I would believe that the majority of people, maybe I'm wrong. I, I haven't done as much research in this industry as I've done in most other industries. Is that there is a belief that just by owning names 
you you will make money. Some people got lucky in the beginning. Some people were very bright. I mean, you're one of those individuals who very early on in the game you saw the URL as real estate and understood the value in it, and that's why you're in the business of uh, helping people manage those assets. And there are individuals out there who were, were capturing names very early. But today, and I went to secure two more names for some of the products that we're offering, and those names don't, aren't available today. And they, you know, they were a little bit offbeat, and you'd say, well, who would ever think of taking this name? So you have to, it, in today's times, I believe you've got to be a little bit smarter. Uh, you know, if I look back at how much I've spent on just renewing domains, there's some dollars there, and they hadn't. They didn't bring any return because I was I was literally parking them for me for future use, and it takes some time. So there's a there's a point of making smarter decisions today, uh, but there's still plenty of opportunity. Tomorrow is is fully ripe with new uh, uh, new ways of developing the net. So so let's talk a little bit about something that really caught me in our when I saw you speak, and that is that um, you talk a lot about managing through change. How does a business go about starting that process? Uh, managing through change. So, are we talking? Let's talk. Are we talking an existing company that's looking to make some transformation? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's. This is the way I do it, and then I can share with you how you might be able to the the audience, the listeners, might be able to make this transformation. Being a business forecaster is uh, a unique position to be in. I get access to key people throughout the world. If a CEO of a company that has 75,000 employees wants me to work with them, they'll get on the phone with me and talk about where they're going. So what I typically do is I find key players in an industry and start to ask them questions about what their predictions are. And if I do this with five, six, seven, or eight people, pretty soon a picture that none of them saw individually, I get to see within this new environment. So for someone who's looking to make transformational change, the only way to do that is to generate or create or find new information. You can't change what you're doing if you don't have anything new to be able to input into it. So by taking a look at the industries that you are looking to enter into and going beyond the scope of just traditional means, for example, I was doing some, uh, working with a chief strategist at a, a major uh, computer company, and he had made a comment about the company wanting to be so, more socially responsible. Uh, it's a big term in the corporate world to, to do things for the social responsibility of a community. Right. And he mentioned that he'd like to find some opportunities out there. And I said, well, I was just with the head of the, um, the fund in New York City that is a social responsible fund called Domini Investments. I was just with the the CEO of that company, and I also just work with the water and sewage industry in the northeast of the northwest of the United States. And I said to this major computer company, also does a lot of security, if you really want to do something kind of unique, you could offer your services to help protect water and sewage in the United States to be socially responsible for those people to keep the water clean. No one saw that connection. But because I was out there looking for new data, I was able to make connections that didn't exist. So let's take it down to the domain level. If you're following what everybody else is saying, and I'm, gonna, uh, I'm stepping out on a limb here, if you're following what many speakers who are experts or claim to be experts say, what you're doing is following everybody's exact same path. There's right, no difference. Right. You, uh, unless they can give you the magic key, some of that information is not going to get you where you want to go. So you have to go beyond the scope of what you know already, 
by reading the right materials, by interviewing new people, by learning about new industries, and that information enables you to make quantum leaps in where you want to be. That's a great, uh, that's a great uh, analogy and great, uh, great point. Well, let me, uh, let me share with you. This might be a little bit helpful because you were just at the AVN uh, event. There was an event in, in Hollywood, Florida, that the listeners might or might not have known about, that where you were, where an industry brought in a bunch of key players in the industry, and I had the ability to be on the phone with about seven to ten of these people. Right. Uh, by listening to every one of them, from Python to Wicked to um, Red Light, uh, Google and Yahoo and all of these major names, they all give me a, gave me a different picture of the industry. When I finally had to present, I think I gave about 12 or 13 new things or new ideas or new concepts that they should be looking at for the future. And one of them, I think uh, you, you would probably agree, which was uh, something unique, but I was outside, I was looking at new data. It was that... Uh, the industry's been fighting to get more and more visibility. You know, they want companies to, to jump off their platform and say, I'm in this industry. And I asked the audience, I asked everybody there, where else do you want to be? The product of adult is a pro- private uh, action, if you want to use those words. It's a private uh, entertainment function. And they're in the bedroom, and they're in the hotel room. And I, I, you were there. I said, Tell me where you want to be. What are you fighting for? And one person said, jokingly, I want to be in the airplane bathroom. Well, when it's all said and done, they were, they've been fighting a battle that really doesn't need to be fought anymore. Right. Where you need to be. That took a little bit more research than anybody was willing to do, but I pulled pieces together, and it just clicks. Does that make yep. sense to you, Monty? Yeah, yeah, perfectly. And and one of the things that you brought up um, um, that um, that is kind of future thinking is um, the example of holographic imagery and where things are probably going to be going um, to get things to more reality using the web and the tools and high-speed access and all that kind of stuff. You seem to make some really good points about where that's going to go into the future. Well, I'll, let me give uh, you where that stems from. When... If you're looking into the future, if you're looking at history, thousands and thousands of years ago, human beings had a certain set of needs and uh, needs that they had to to survive. There was food, water, shelter, transportation, communication, and entertainment. This is uh, 50,000 years ago, food, water, shelter, transportation, communication, and entertainment. If you go fast forward all the way to today, and again, you hear people say humans have changed, we're different. We really aren't. We still need food, water, shelter, transportation, communication, and entertainment. The only difference in all of those is the technology we apply to them. Right. It's what we apply to that. So our clothing is manufactured differently. We now wear under, um, under Armour. We're wearing clothing that wicks off. I just read the other day that there's a, a mainstream product that's starting to come out for being able to exercise and be able to get your heart and pulse and all of your vital signs through your clothing. When you think of water, water used to be distributed through aqueducts. Now we have pipes that go underneath. I mean, you can go through every different industry all we've done is transfer that, transform that with technology. So when I looked at the adult industry, the, the interesting part, and this doesn't have to be just adult, is that I don't believe we really had true innovation 
over the past 10 years to 15 years every you know we say well golly you know now we have the internet to be able to deliver these products to individual homes but the truth is is we've had micro adjustments uh, a company who had content now was instead of using a, a, a videotape went to a CD went to a DVD went to the internet that's kind of progression the technology of the content had not changed we were just distributing it differently now picture this, if you want to see a real innovative jump, one of those disruptive jumps, take holographic imagery and apply it to the, the world of adult. Now what you've just done is you've literally transformed. I mean, uh, people who create content are going to need new cameras to be able to develop this. Right. And if you can deliver it to a person's home, again, private or a private location, it could be through an iPhone where there's, a, you know, there's enough hard drive space where you can have a projected imagery of whatever you intend on watching, you now have a completely different user experience. Instead of watching the angle in which the producer wants to give you, you can watch any angle the producer wants to give you. So for ex- that's available in that shot. So let's say you really like someone's eyes or you're a foot fetish person. Well, if the director didn't give you that angle before, now you can move the holographic imagery to be able to give you that experience in a completely different light. So when I look at the future of, for example, this industry, one of the projections I made was the transformation is going to come about with MEM technologies, microelectronic mechanical technologies, where... um, the toy industry is going to change. There's going to be sensors that will be able to sense how a person's skin uh, changes in terms of temperature to be able to regulate what it does. It's going to use holographic imagery to be able to give a different light. Now, in the world of domains, picture cl- uh, the... <laughs> this is an interesting aside that ties into it. When I do research, I'll often ask my UPS driver and my FedEx driver, what are they seeing out there? Now, I, I know that's not normally where you go for expertise advice, but there's a lady down the street who buys from Zappos all the time. Right. I mean, he says three or four boxes a week go down the street to this person. Now, they wouldn't tell me who that is because that's private, but they can say they're shipping a lot of Zappos, and Zappos is a large shoe company. Last time I heard they were doing about $100 million in shipping shoes. I've ordered from Zappos for my wife uh, some boots because she, she liked a certain style. Well, imagine now, instead of seeing a flat imagery of the boot, you could be sitting in your home and look at a three-dimensional view of the boot. Is that significant? Well, yes, if you're looking at pattern, if you're looking at texture, if you're looking at all of those pieces where the, the imagery will allow the person to be able to, say, take a piece of fabric, if you're a designer, and flip it over. You can now flip it over and say, oh, well, that's not what I want on the back. See, I was going to make a reversible pillow combination, or it was going to be a bedspread. And when you flip it over, if that's what it has on it, the, the white backing I was going to use is not going to work the way I'd like. So that's true transformational change. That's when we're getting into that next innovative curve. that to answer your question? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so it seems like... Uh, uh, um one of the most important things that someone can do, knowing what's out there into the future, is sitting down to plan a business strategy for the future. Walk us through some of the most important steps in that process and, and why it's so important. Well, let me give you a concept that ties into that first. I believe strategy is everything. Strategy is the beginning. If you, don't, if you can't build a model for your business, you're going to be in trouble. I use this phraseology. A poor strategy, well-executed, will never be as good 
as a great strategy poorly executed. Let me give you an example. Uh, given that we, you probably have an international audience, I'm going to use a location that everybody would probably understand. Let's take New York City. New York City, if our strategy was to get to Florida or Mexico, and we wanted to get there, that's our goal, and we created a strategy and tactical strategy that involved going north. It's, and we poorly executed. I mean, it's a, it's a poor strategy going north. We're going to get to Mexico. We're going to get down to uh, Miami. And we executed extremely well. well. Well, it'll take us a long time to get down south. Right. But if we had a great strategy, poorly executed, meaning the strategy is to start heading south, and, you know, you, you just didn't do a good job, and you've given them the direction, but maybe they end up halfway there. They run out of money a little bit earlier than they expected, and they get in the United States, they get down to Virginia. Well, you're better off being in Virginia than you are being in Canada. Nothing against Canada, but if you're trying to get south, it's the issue. So in this context... Uh, I see too many people in every industry jumping to action. They believe that getting work done, uh, participating in physical transformation, is more important than sitting down and saying, are we doing it right? And if you've ever written an article or a paper, if you've ever put together a letter for a friend, and you spend a long time working on it and working on it, and then go to sleep or go to a movie and come back a few hours later, a day later, I don't think there's a person who's listening right now who won't say, I improved it, I changed it, the thoughts were a little bit different. Well, that little three- to five-hour gap multiplied by a $2 million investment into an Internet-based business or $2 million into an Internet, uh, you know, a brick-and-mortar with an Internet uh, solution tied to it, and we could talk $100 million or $500 million. That type of uh, strategy becomes the key, right. and that's number so, one. So let me tell you, I start off by looking at, I never, uh, when I sit down with a client, I really don't care about the past. Someone could say to me, well, you know, our business for the past three years hasn't done this and this, and we've tried this. I said, look, I, I, let's, tell me where you are right now. And they will say, well, this is the condition we're in. Our organization's doing this. We've flattened out. And I say, okay, now where do you want to be? Now, if they don't know that, I can create that for them. But I'm trying to look at where tomorrow will be. And if you consider this, in any given moment, you can change tomorrow. You can never change the past. So I don't care that it, something was tried four years ago, because today's a different time. And then I say to myself, okay, what types of tools are out there to be able to make this happen? Let me give you one. At, you mentioned at NYU, I teach new product and service development. It's an innovation course. It's 42 hours of new product and service development. And when you think of innovation, most people don't realize that the real sole purpose of being innovative is to plug it into products or services internally to your organization or external. That's the reason you do it. So I sit down with a, a model I've developed, uh, which allows me to take a look at all the opportunities I have and filter them down to the best options. So let's transfer that to uh, a small section of what we're deciding now. Let's say you've purchased uh, 200 domain names, but you've only got a million dollars to spend. Now, you could use 10000 if that's what your budget is, but let's use a million dollars and you wanted to get some return on it, well, if you have 200 domains and you try to do all 200 at once, right. you probably can get them all launched, but you're not going to get the highest returns by going after all 200. So, so you it's better you probably to want to concentrate down on and a say, 
okay, after these 200, let's start, let's start breaking them down. Which ones right now do we not feel we have potential with? It's the exclusion principle. I don't like this one. This doesn't have potential. This is not where we want to be. This doesn't sound good. Oh, this one's great. This one's a good one. Okay, let's put this aside. This is another name. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's see. No, no, no. This one's not good. This one's great. And you find out that out of 200 today, on today's date, it could, you know, three weeks could be different, but today when you're making your strategic decisions, you say we've got five alternatives. Now you take those five, and those names could be in the similar domain, uh, same genre, same niche. They could be completely different. And you do in-depth research. You start to ask yourself some real serious questions, uh, return on investment, investment you're willing to do, who's going to be party to this, are we going to bring an outsour- outsourcing. All of these different pieces are put together so that someone can make that decision to, to, to select the number one best opportunity. I mean, if you think about it, you're really saying to yourself this, Monty, if you only had one, one choice out of the 200 to invest in, which one would you do? Now, you go through your whole thing, and then I say, okay, okay Monty, I'm going to let you do two. Not going to let you do not just one, just two. What would they be? And in, in reality, that's where you should be spending 99% of your energies and get those launched to completion to the highest return possible. Then you now have a profitable business, which you can reinvest into the next two most highest potential possibilities. Because we've only got so much time and so many assets, and we only can physically be able to calculate mentally a certain amount of data processing at a time multitasking does not work. Multi-strategizing is a disaster. Does it make sense? Yeah, to perfect sense. So, so as, a, as a small business owner or even as a big one, where is the best place to get the information you need to figure out which of the top two or the number one site or the number one domain name you should pick or the number one strategy? The one that you should work on? You know, it, if to say it's in the best place to look... Twenty ten years ago, we would have said you had to go to the library, you'd have to pull up magazines, you'd have to do a whole variety of uh, different types of research. Today, it doesn't take long to be able to do very, very surface scanning. You can go to the Internet, take a name, take a list, go to Overture, look at how many people are looking up that name and, and figuring out where your opportunities are. You can look at industry records to see how many companies are in that business and look at if it's a declining business. I was just with yesterday the Credit Union Association uh, of America, if you want to. I think it's of America. And that organization uh, is looking at a decline. The Credit Union in New Jersey went from 600 members 20 years ago to 200 members 20 years uh, today. Well, is that the one I want to invest in when I can see that the movement of uh, something that comes to mind at the top of my head, pools, pools in the United States has grown. So where am I going to put my time and energy? And I'm assuming that everybody's going to go just adult. I've done one project in adult in my, all my years of doing this. So let's say it's pools. So I can see that the distribution of chemicals for pools has been on a, a, a very rapid growth rate only because of There's this more global warming, warming situation. So therefore, I might spend a little bit more time calling some of the people who sell pools. I might ask a guy to come over to tell him, you know, try to sell me a pool. I might call a, a company that distributor and say, look, I'm possibly interested in becoming a distributor in the industry. I would do a few of those things, and i got to tell you, if you spend 20 hours, just 20 hours, 
researching that one industry, and that a lot, a lot of people, that's going to seem like a lot. You're going to be able to know that industry inside and out. You do that for five different URLs you're looking to grow, and you'll be able to walk away and say, this is where I want to be, this is where I don't want to be, and this is a possibility. And you'll see it as clear as day. It'll pop out at you if you start doing that research properly. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. So um, as, as, what if somebody has to change their strategy? I mean, as we wrap up this, uh, this uh, great, um, great content and this great interview, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are scratching their heads going, you know what, I, I probably picked the wrong strategy, or may, what if I did? What, what's the hardest thing? How, how, what challenges do you have to go through, and how do you help your clients go through scrapping a, an existing strategy and, and uh, working on a, an entirely new one? Okay. You're asking a, a sub-question that is easily answered in this way uh, more than going through all the steps because of time. If you were to draw an XY graph with a logarithmic curve, so for some of you, it doesn't, if you're not sure what that means, you draw your X and your Y, and then you take your curve, which on the bottom, and then it rapidly goes up on the, uh, on the far right-hand side. And if you think about it in terms of resources within an organization, when you think, you use very little resources. The more you move down that timeline, which is the X-axis, the more you have to invest in terms of people and resources. And the problem is someone gets to a point in which they say, we've already got money, resources, and time invested in it. We can't get out of this. So here's an example. When Netflix was starting their company, the smartest decision they could have made could have been this. We know we can only survive based upon technology's adaptation in the marketplace. We could probably survive with one model for about eight to ten years. That's it. Because Netflix is based upon a somewhat brick-and-mortar, leveraging technology to be able to purchase discs, you know, to get the, the CDs coming. But they have warehouses and, and DVDs, and they ship them. Blockbuster actually has a better potential opportunity for rechanging their model. Their new CEO came in, is coming in and saying, we have these brick-and-mortar locations. We're going to shrink them down and use technology algorithms to figure out what's the best content we should keep within these stores so that we're maximizing our return on those stores, but a much smaller footprint. And we're going to leverage the Internet to be able to facilitate both online and offline usage of our stores. Netflix doesn't have a step two. Their model really works on people wanting to get their, CD, their DVDs and watching them. Now, Monty, I don't know about you, but I've heard people say that they've had a DVD in their house for a month and they haven't had a chance to watch it. So Netflix can't make you watch more movies, and they can't make you watch them faster. So right. what Netflix has to do is say, do we scrap what we have here, which is the point? Do we say we've gone down the pipeline far enough, we have to just stop and start again, or do they continually throw model money at a bad model? They should stop, take a look at their industry, look at the future, take a look at the projections of the way in which technology is going to evolve, and then say maybe the best strategy would be to cash out now and turn us into something completely different. But right. it's tough when the boat is going in one direction. I mean, I, I wrote a, um, I wrote a, it was a 45-page piece that we're selling as a, 
as an ebook on our website right now. We just put it up. I didn't get the linkage, so it's not sent to, as to a lead, as an ebook. But I just put it up on mastering innovation, which you didn't know about this, and I didn't plan on bringing it up. But it covers some of these topics on how to be able to understand how you should be able to create new products and services or make those selections in a much more organized structure. It is literally the future of management thinking. I agree. I agree. Well, as we wrap up, David, um, uh, give me three of the of the most important things a person can do to have their business be successful, either online or brick and mortar, that they may not know about today. That that's not common sense, or maybe it is common sense, but people don't um, see it. They don't apply uh, it. But, the, but but yeah, they don't apply it. What are the three most critical things that you have found in all your talks and all your business uh, c- uh, consulting that can help anyone who's listening be more successful at what they do every day? Okay, that's a tough question. Uh, challenge I hadn't thought about in that way, but let me give you number one, and I, I got to go back to it. Build the right model first. That's number one, I, without a doubt. The second one is it's not uh, rocket science, but we have too many opportunities today, not too few. And the hardest thing to do is to select the right opportunity and focus on it. Number three is that a project completely finished is always going to be better one that's halfway in the works. And that if you're taking on one URL after another URL after another URL and constantly trying to move each one forward, you're always going to find yourself creating subpar results. Follow one of those components directly to the end result and then move on. And I think, Monty, you, were, uh, you mentioned this to me while we're uh, sitting in the pool um, or standing in the pool with Perry Marshall. He said he's built his, many of his uh, online deliverables so that they're self-automating. They continue to work on their own. And right, right. if you are yeah, going his, to his example the, was that um, in the case of a of a of a uh, monthly or weekly newsletter, he's built that out so that for 24 straight months, if he stopped today, his customers will continue to get uh, value for 24 straight months out, two years out, without him having to lift a finger. Right, and you know, I didn't know how much you wanted to share, but that's, that's, a, that's a great model. He, he took the time to figure out what two years will be. He created a, a structured process to get there. He implemented the whole thing. And someone might say, you know, there's a better way to do it. And he's saying, yeah, but mine is working, versus right. jumping from one project to the next to the next. So if those were my three that I had to give you today, that's what I'd give. Anything else that, what, that's important that we missed during the conversation that might be of value or any other points that you'd like to leave with? Or, uh... I, I can give you one, and I'll do it as quickly as possible. I'd like you to go back a, a few hundred, uh, two, three hundred years ago. And back in those days when you created a, a, a strategy, for example, to plant a crop, you'd watch it grow, and six months later you end up with a crop. In, you fast forward to the 1900s, and we started with manufacturing automation, and that same decision, you could make a decision in a factory, could implement it within weeks to a month. We automated the back room through the, up till 1950, and in the 1950s, we added computers to the front room to increase the speed in which we work in the front room. Well, the next generation going to 2000 is we've automated our back room. We're starting to become more automated in our front room to a degree in which... Every decision you make today can be impact you positively or negatively in a way that you could never imagine. So the next generation of real people who make a tremendous amount of money are people who understand that thinking is the key and how fast you do it by using the right tools will enable you to make a fortune every single time. And that
that's where you need to be, thinking more, spending less time doing the tactical until you know where you're going. That's great. Well, David, I really appreciate your time, uh, not only last week when I listened to you speak, speak live, but also on today's uh, Domain Masters. And uh, for those of you that want to go see what David's all about and, and some of the folks that he's worked with, um, you can go to davidgoldsmith.com um, or www.metamatrixconsulting.com. DavidGoldsmith.com is the easy one. Yeah, David Goldsmith, and uh, anyone that wants to get in contact with David could either contact him through his website or his uh, email is david at davidgoldsmith.com. David, uh, it was a real pleasure having you on Domain Masters, and uh, I'd, I look forward to having uh, you on a future show. Great to talk to you. All right, thanks a lot for your time. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, take care. All right, folks, uh, thanks again to uh, David Goldsmith, uh, an, uh, another great uh, interview with lots of really good points and content that can help each and every one of you with your business, whether you're a domainer or uh, starting a business uh, on, on land uh, and uh, in, real, in real life. So um, I think that a lot of the points are um, very important in starting business and, and strategizing. Uh, for those of you that are interested, the silent auction for Internext goes on through tomorrow. Uh, staggered close starts at uh, 11 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, go to silentauction.moniker.com, uh, sign up. You can review the list of domain names that are listed for sale and uh, start placing bids. Uh, it gets really active in the final hours of the, of the, uh, of the auction, so jump on board right now. Um, also, just uh, to note in your calendar that uh, the Traffic East auction is um, in October, and I believe our last day for taking submissions is today. Um, but uh, the, we have 12 auctions scheduled over the next 12 months. The next auction after that um, is actually we have two of them in November. One is uh, the Associated Cities Geodomain auction for um, geodomains. Uh, those are city, state, country names. Um, and then uh, we also have CAC, which is the Casino Affiliate Convention. Uh, so we're going to be focusing on casino-related names and gambling and gaming. Um, shortly thereafter will be the Webmaster uh, Webmaster World Conference, PubCom, in, uh, in Las Vegas. So that's going to be the first week of December, and we have uh, um, an auction geared towards that community as well. So with that said, I, we will be broadcasting live next week from Domain Roundtable. Uh, Victor Pitts will be uh, broadcasting the show live on site at Domain Roundtable. So I won't be with you next week, but it'll be a great show. We'll have some uh, domainers and some folks from the show itself. And uh, they also have a, a domain auction going on there. And so we'll give every, bring everybody up to speed on what's going on at that conference and uh, try to deliver best content and best ideas for you each and every week here on Domain Masters. Be the master of your domain, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.